Praise God. You know, we serve a great God. An awesome, awesome Lord. And, you know, His mercies really are. They're new. They're fresh. Every morning. Every day of our life. Praise God. We're so thankful and grateful. Amen. You know, uh, last time I shared with you a supernatural miracle that took place. Uh, I was diagnosed with uh, esophageal cancer. And, um, you know, the devil is such a liar. He always overplays his hand. You know, and, you know, he's so good. And um, we went through the chemo. We went through the radiation. We went all through the different things that they wanted us to go through. And and, uh, then they wanted to schedule us for surgery. And... uh, I said, oh, time out. Uh, we need to go, you need to go ahead and run your test and stuff. And so they ran the test and, uh, it came back that they couldn't find any tumor. They couldn't find any cancer cells. You know, God, God's a good God. He really is. He's a faithful, faithful God. And, you know, each one of us, we go through challenges in our own lives. Now, I've been a healthy person all of my life until this particular instance took place. And and um, uh, it, it kind of sets you back when when you first hear the, the term or the word cancer. Uh, you, you know, it, normally it just it shakes people up. It didn't shake me up at all. I had absolutely not one ounce of fear. Uh, I knew I had a covenant with with God, and uh, He made me a promise of provision. And the promise of provision was if there was something that came against me, and I would stand in faith, believing and receiving what He has already purchased for me, then I'd get the end result. And that's what we got was the end result. And so we're just continuing to stand and just believe God for everything that's supernatural uh, that transpires and takes place it's 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 our right how many of you know that uh this last year was the open hand of god this year is his maximum don't forget about the open hand of god though it it didn't stop it didn't stop at the beginning of 2023 uh, it still continues the open hand of god is still extended uh out to us so let's continue to believe for the supernatural uh, we serve a supernatural God that does supernatural things. We're connected by the bloodline that Jesus poured out. And because of that connection, we've got every right. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Everything that he promised is ours. Look at your neighbor and say, it's yours too. And we need to take a stand and, and claim it. And believe God. Uh, I wanted to share just a few scriptures. Last last time I was going to get everybody involved in telling about what God has done for you in your life in these, uh, especially last year leading up into uh, this year, what the Lord has done for you in your life. And then uh, we ended up sharing our testimony. We haven't shared that with hardly anyone. Uh, we shared it with the staff here at the church. The staff knew about it. Dr. Savell and, and Sister Carolyn, they knew about it and, and we're praying. We didn't, 
We just didn't put it out there for everybody to, to know about it because we were expecting exactly the kind of report uh, that we ended up getting. And uh, we didn't want any cross prayers or any people thinking negative, doubt, fear, and unbelief. Um, uh, I, I don't just let anybody and everybody lay hands on me to pray for me. Um, you know, because I, I want to know where you're at. I want to know where we're at standing in faith, believing, uh, and everything else. And you need to do the same thing. Amen. That doesn't mean that we don't love people. I do. I love people. And everything else, but when it comes to particular things like that, uh, we want to know, and and you need to know, uh, so that you can have people stand in faith with you, believing with you, standing with you, and seeing the results come to pass. So, this is the year of the maximum, the highest level attainable. We want to get God's very, very best in our life. If you have your Bibles with with you. Open up to Ephesians, if you would, please. I read this to you last time. I'm going to read it to you again, but there's a a few other scriptures I want to give you. Ephesians chapter number 3. We're going to start at verse number 16. It says that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Everybody say, by faith. faith. I'm allowing Him to dwell in my heart. heart. Amen. That you being rooted and grounded in love. How many of you know God is love? He is is not the emotion love. He is love. He's the epitome of love. And guess what you are? As He is, so are we. As He is, so are we. We have the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. We have His ability to be able to produce exactly what He produced. That's the reason whenever the disciples went out, remember they went out by twelves, and then they went out by seventies. And He gave them power over all the powers of darkness, over sickness, over disease, over death itself, physical death, and over people that were spiritually dead. And that's the same authority that we have. That's the reason we shouldn't be concerned about devils. Uh, you know, some people say, well, I, have, I don't have the ministry of deliverance. Well, yes, you do. He says you would cast out devils. Yeah, yeah, you sure do. You shouldn't be afraid of the devil. The devil is a defeated foe. He is defeated. Look at your neighbor and say, he's a defeated foe. Well, he's defeated in your life. He's defeated in my life. Amen. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length, the depth and the height. He's not keeping a secret from any of us. In other words, He wants us to go to maximum. He wants us to have the maximum understanding and revelation. Uh, you know, the, you know, Dr. Savell, he, he is a, he's a precious man of God. Sister Savell, precious woman of God. And you know, uh, sometimes we look at them and, and we think, well, they're just, 
they're just at uh, a, a different level uh, than we are. That is not true. You have the right to have just as much as they have, to walk in as much understanding and revelation as they do, but it's totally, completely up to you and I to where we walk in our life. And as Christians, and, and if there's any distinctive difference, that's the difference, is they've afforded themselves the opportunity and taken the time that's necessary uh, to spend with the Lord to get the understanding and the revelation to live where they live today. And it's the same for you and I. It's, it's the same thing that you and I have the opportunity to walk in. How can you lay hands on the sick and see them recover if you don't believe that you can do that? How can you cast out a devil if you don't believe that you have the authority to do so? Amen. Or that he has more authority than you do? He has. He does not have the authority. I believe Jesus, if, if my Bible is reading correctly, in Matthew he said that he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and he gave it back to the church. Adam gave the keys away in the Garden of Eden. Jesus came and he restored, got those keys back and restored those keys into the body of Christ. You have the keys. And so those keys are love, peace, joy, meekness, temperance, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness. All of the fruit of the Spirit that operates in you or in Him operates in you as well. Amen? So you have the same ability and I have the same ability to grab a hold of what's rightfully ours. So this year he says, I want you to come into the maximum. And the reason that he wants us to do that is because we're headed for a, a time of absolute uh, uh, it's, it's going to be a panorama of supernatural uh, things going on in this planet called Earth like it has never seen before. You've heard about it in the Bible. You said that the latter rain and the former rain would come together. There would be a collision uh, of the latter and the former coming together. And what's going to happen is going to be greater than you have ever seen on this planet. And then Jesus is coming. Soon as He gets His church together, operating and thinking and moving together, the way that we should. Well, while that thought is there, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 10. He said, Now I beseech you, brethren. Who's he talking to? Everybody say me. By the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Speak the same thing. And that there be no divisions among you. The only thing that hinders vision is division. The word die means two. Division means two visions. You can't have two visions in the house. We have a visionary in our house. His name is Pastor. Pastor is the visionary of this house. His assignment 
is to carry out the vision of the house. When Diane and I came here, we met with pastors, and we told them, we're here to help you to fulfill the vision of the house, which is his his assignment, to assist, to help, to get the vision full. I told you that last time, but I'm telling you it again because it's so important that we get together in in a subject called unity. Unity is something that flows together, blends together, even though it has different sounds, has different functions, different abilities, uh, different unique uh, operations and everything else. It blends together like a symphony. Have you ever, how many of you have ever heard a symphony play live? Heard it live? You know, when they first come out on the platform, everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's doing their own thing. It sounds like how these people are going to put this together and make it sound good. Diane and I went to a place in uh, when we lived in, in New England, when we lived in Pittsfield uh, area. Uh, there's a place called Tanglewood. Anybody heard of Tanglewood? It's a famous place where all the great uh, uh, orchestras and the great uh, directors and everything else come. Uh, that do movies and everything else, and they have a, a big performance there all during the summer months. Uh, and Diane and I had the privilege to go and to be there and to, to hear uh, people like uh, Mr. Williams, who was a, a great conductor of movie movies and so forth, Star Wars and a whole bunch of other ones, um, uh, Titanic, what else? It's the summer home of the Boston Symphony, but all these great conductors come. Anyway, it's a huge event. They have thousands and thousands and thousands of people every night. When I say thousands, I mean multiple thousands of people in this little bitty town at the place called Tanglewood, which is a huge uh, body of, of land. And all around it, you know, they have what they call greens tickets where you sit out on the lawn and then they have a building uh, where the orchestra is at and everything else. It holds 5,000 people. It's an open air type uh, place. And uh, it, it's a magnificent thing. But to, to my point was is when the orchestra came out and they came out in, in different units and stuff, they just show up and, and they start playing on their instruments and doing different things, getting them tuned up and being sure that everything was, was right. But when the, when the conductor came out and he took his little wand and he tapped his podium, he tapped his podium. That was a, a signal for everybody in the orchestra to now pay attention, be silent and quiet and wait for the, Music to begin as the conductor led them. At the same time, there was all kinds of commotion going on in the theater, the outdoor theater and everything else. It was absolutely, totally quiet. You could hear a pin drop. And then they would start up and do their performance, whatever the performance was that night. And it was absolutely superb. It was perfect. There was no flaw. You couldn't find a flaw in it. People tried. They had music professionals come in and and to check it. There was no flaw. 
in what they were doing. Same thing with the Lord. The Lord is orchestrating something right now in the atmosphere that you and I can't see, but it's going on nonetheless, and it's coming to a conclusion. And there's coming a time when the Lord Himself is going to descend. And when He descends, everything is changing. Everything. You're going to change in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. The last trump is going to be sounded, and we're going to join those that have previously gone before us, and we will be caught up in the air. And it's going to be total, complete harmony. We're coming back with the Lord. We're going to go to the marriage lamb, the feast that is going to be spread out for us. Then we're coming back to this planet called Earth, and we're going to rule and reign. Upon this earth for a thousand years. And then the devil is going to be loosed for a short season. And then the end will come. The earth will be destroyed just like the Bible says it will. And a new heaven and a new earth will appear. Uh, We said all that to say this. That we're supposed to be thinking the same. Speaking the same. Acting the same. That there be no division among you. When he says no division. What does the word no to you mean? Huh? No. No. None. Zero. That means there can't be any division in here. There can't be any division when you come in here. There can't really be any division when you're out there. Amen? We're standing together, flowing together. We're brothers. We're sisters in the Lord. Amen? We are His body, fitly joined together. As it has pleased Him. You know, the Lord adds to the church who He needs in the church. And you're here on assignment. You're not here just to do your thing. You're here to help fulfill the vision of the house. Amen? Uh, You know, I shared this with you. I know you all know this. But, you know, Diane and I pastored for 41 years. And we know what it takes uh, to have a house that's unified. To bring it together. So we, we know how to assist and help our pastors to get to that place so we can get what we, we need so that we can see the supernatural. We don't want one of you sick, one of you diseased, one of you going through any type of trials whatsoever. Because the Bible says if any two on this earth will agree as touching anything that they ask, It shall be done of our Father which is in heaven. He means what he says, and he said what he meant. If Diane and I can get in agreement, then it can come to pass. If we dare to trust and believe and exercise faith in the ability of the Word of God and what He has already given to us, then we have the right to stand and to see. You all know uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, right? Now, faith is the substance of the things hoped for, being the evidence of things not seen. Pastor talked about it a little bit on Sunday morning. I wasn't here Sunday morning, but but I heard it online. And uh, he said that, you know, that hope is it's like a power twin. Hope is a power twin to faith. It helps to bring about the necessary elements of, Uh, for you and I to be able to see it come to pass in your life, in my life. And so 
that's all we need, is we need to take the, the seed that He has planted in us, that grain that He has planted in us, and let it become germinated inside of us so that it can produce the needed result. All of us together, working together, flowing together to bring it to pass. And each one of us have a different part in that. Now, the word hope, whenever it's broken down, it means your dreams, your desire, and your vision. So faith and hope, your dreams, your desire, and your vision are fulfilled whenever we let the two work together. Now, faith worketh by love. Works by no other mechanism. What causes faith to be activated or puts it into motion is love. Amen? We're supposed to love one another. We're supposed to love the stranger. Amen? Because that's what the Bible tells us to do. That's what He is instructing us to do. How are we going to get to 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 people? Love. Love, combined with hope, our vision, our dream, and our desire to see it come to pass. We should expect God to begin to move. If we're believing that together, we can receive that together, and we can see it come to pass. We have people that are coming in into the church that need a touch from heaven. It's not that they don't want a touch from heaven. It's not that they haven't been prayed for. It's not that they're not believing for it. They just need us to get the atmosphere created that becomes conducive for those things to transpire and happen. Lester Summerall said one time, a bunch of us pastors were sitting together and, and uh, we were talking with Dr. Summerall. And uh, Dr. Summerall said, you know, miracles don't just happen. Miracles happen because people believe. They believe in the supernatural. Believe. And we get made fun of. All kinds of different things. But that doesn't change the validity of the Word. If we will dare to believe what the Word says, then we'll get what it is that we're believing for. Can you say amen? I want to read another uh, scripture to you out of Luke chapter 6, verse 38. You know it. People use it all the time for, for our giving. It says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall he cause men to give back into your bosom. Uh, how many of you know that the word give does not just mean money? How about time? How about some peace? How about some love? How about some joy? Just giving it out. You can't give something you don't have. But if you've got it, that means you can give it, right? You see somebody that is hurting, you can go give them what they need. Don't get quiet. He said, you'll lay hands on the sick. Don't wait for the preacher to do it. Don't wait for the prophet to do it. Don't wait for the evangelist to come in and stir everybody up. Amen. Don't wait for the teacher to teach it. Just accept it. You don't have to understand all of it before you can accept it. 
If the Bible says it, if the Word of God declares it, it is true whether you understand it, whether you believe it or you don't believe it, doesn't change the fact that it's still true. Because the Word of God is truth. If it's not the truth, then you need to take this and dispose of it. Throw it away. If it's not true, well, there's a bunch of mistakes in it. No, there's not. They've tried to find it. Computers have, they've run computers on it, and they still cannot disprove the reality of what the Word says. The Word is truth. It's been discovered every day with you and with me that the truth of the Word is exactly that. It is true. The stories that are in there are not just stories. They are real people going through real things in life, facing real circumstances and situations just like you and I. Jonah was in a well. It's a reality. It's true. Well, I just don't know how that could be. doesn't make any difference whether you know how that could be or not. It is still true. There was a real Adam. There were real animals, just like they said. Did you know that in, in the garden, it's obvious that they communicated with them? I mean, what would you do if a, a reptile came up to you and started talking to you? What would you do? I mean, what, what would you do? And Diane just made a, a good point. There was no such thing as fear in the beginning. Fear didn't happen until they fell in the garden. Sin didn't happen until they fell in the garden. All the calamity, all the confusion, all the frustration, everything else didn't happen until they fell in the garden. And that's what Jesus came and restored back. He bought back everything that was lost. Restored it back to us so that we can operate and function in it. Even though we live in a human body, inside this human body is called a born-again, recreated spirit. And that recreated spirit's made in the image and the likeness of God Himself. It's God in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. The anointed one with His anointing inside of you and inside of me. So, I have the ability to give that which He has given to me. And you have sufficient to be able to do whatever it is that you have need to do in the church, in your home, in the communities that we live, in our state, in our country. We have the ability to stand together, believe together, and see things come to pass in a supernatural way. Amen? Amen. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says, And they overcame him. Well, the him is who? The devil. The devil. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. How do we overcome the devil? By the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. What is our 
testimony. What is it that God has done for you in this last year that Amen. This is what the Amen. Well, what happened? Amen. 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 Praise God. Go to Second Corinthians. She may not have stood exactly on this particular verse of Scripture, but everything that she was saying, it was her testimony, what she believed. She believed she was in covenant relationship with the Lord, had every right, even in natural things. How many of you have heard of people laying their hands on their animals that are sick? And then they recover. Amen. Lay hands on automobiles just like uh, uh, transpired here. And it repaired and fixed things. Listen, God's not limited. The only one that limits God is us. He'll do anything for you if you ask Him and dare to believe and receive it. Amen. Are you in Second uh, Corinthians? It says, while we look not at the things which are seen. Oh, chapter number 4. Excuse me. Verse number 18, 4 and 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, 
but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. Eternal. How many of you know that... (laughs) How many of you know that you will never die. People die all the time, though, physically, right? But just because they die physically doesn't mean that they're dead. We are eternal beings. Every person that was created on this planet is an eternal being. They only determine where they're going to spend their eternity based on what they believe. If they don't believe in Jesus, they're going to go to an eternal damnation. It's eternal. And they're alive. And if you've read your Bible, you find out that they're suffering there. And it's for an eternity. So God says He doesn't want anybody to die that type of a death. It's not His desire that any perish, but that all come to a place of repentance in their life. But... If we have accepted the plan which God sent His Son, He gave us a plan. He said if we would confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God hath raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Eternal life in the presence of the Lord for eternity. So when a Christian physically expires... They just simply step out and they go into the next dimension of eternity. You began your eternity when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. That's when eternity actually began for you on Christ's side, on the Lord's side. Headed for eternal damnation because there is a plan. There is something that you have to do. To accept eternal life. You can't go to church enough. You can't give enough. You can't be good enough. That plan is to believe in what Jesus Christ came to do. You'd be surprised at the number of people that sit in a congregation, a good church that believes in the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost, and still not know Him as their personal Savior. They know Him, but they only know Him in head knowledge, understanding. They need to have a personal encounter. That's the reason He said you need to confess Him with your mouth and believe Him in your heart. And when we do those two things, then it sets us up for being in the eternal kingdom of God forever. Amen? Where your sins are forgiven... Past, present, and future. That doesn't give you permission to sin. Guess what? You're probably going to make some mistakes in life. And if you look back over your life, I'm sure you can find a few. I know I can find, well, we won't tell you how many I can find. (laughs) Quite a few. But nonetheless, my security and my trust and my confidence is in Him. Just like... Deborah was talking about. She says, this is not supposed to be this way. I have a relationship with the Lord. 
And this needs to be rectified and remedied, and I don't care how you do it, just get the job done. This is not supposed to be this way. Somebody else. Yes. Sure. Sit down, get up, and walk out, and nobody would ever know he was here. He does that at home a lot. 
Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. It doesn't make any difference how many things that we go through, how many things that we stumble and fall and on. It's how many times you get back up again. Amen. Just keep on keeping on. Jimmy? Amen. We agree with you. We agree. Amen. 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 Mike. This really. Hi. This really. The end of this is really that you are somebody else's miracle. K and I ministry in churches around the United States and international. So we were ministering in this one church in South Dakota. It's the first time I've ever been there. And this is something I do not do. But during the praise and worship, the Lord gave me a word of knowledge and said, get up, interrupt, and do it right now. All right. And I'm thinking, uh, okay. So the pastor has gone up there, and I just walked up. He's got the microphone, and then he put it down. I said, Lord, this is what the Lord said to me. He said, okay, hand me the microphone. And I got out about three words. And then I just crumpled under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They had this altar up there, and I grabbed a hold of that altar. And I'm just, it's like, you better steady yourself or you're going to flat on the floor. And I knew I had to get this word out. And I grabbed hold of that, and I'm just... Boom, like this. <clears throat> and uh, I just bent over this little altar and just wept. Finally got this word of knowledge out, and this lady walks up. And I looked, I motioned for Kay. I said, <laughs> I couldn't even talk. And the next thing, I am just steady. I mean, that altar is steadying me. And the pastor, I guess, knows what's going on. He puts a chair behind me, and I have no clue. And I thought, I've, I've got to finish this word of knowledge while Kay's praying over this lady. I let go, and I went down and sat right down in that chair. It's like, oh, okay. 
I don't know what I'm sitting on, but it feels comfortable. <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking I'm on the ground. Okay? And sat there and began to really just share what... Now, I had my plan. We're going to minister Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Each sermon is going to kind of build on each other. So it's just going to be this three-part deal. Uh, didn't preach at all. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Most amazing, strongest anointing I've ever been under. And so after that, finally, just words of knowledge kept coming. People kept coming up. <clears throat> and I'm just trying my best to get out what God's telling me. So, sir, I finally looked at the pastor and said, It's yours. <laughs> I mean, I'm just weeping. And uh, so, thank people are hanging around talking. I thought, well, I can get up now. I put my hand on that thing because I knew I was still pretty weak from that strong in the morning. And when I did, it was a portable altar and it went whoosh, just like that. <laughs> and I glanced down at that thing and I'm looking like, I'm looking at you, he's looking at fast and he good. That was a miracle. <laughs> well, this other lady comes up and she said, what happened to you tonight is more of a miracle than you know. And it's affected me more than you know. I said, well, praise God. I mean, I'm not going to take any credit for this. I didn't know the thing was, was movable. And she said, if God can use you in front of a group of people that you've never met before to stand and weep and let the power of God flow through you, he can use me. And I just want you to know that, and I want to say thank you. Amen. Yeah. And you know, people come and go, and you go minister someplace, and you, you see these great things, and you don't, never hear back from them. Mm -hmm. This woman called us. And I don't even know, I guess Kay must have given her our phone number. I don't know how she got her phone number. It doesn't matter to me. She called, was it the end of the year? So it was, it was in, in the December and gave us a report. She said, I want you to know what's going on in my life. Everybody at work said something happened to you. You're not the same woman or lady that we've known. What has happened to you? And she began to share what God did for her in that service while God used me in a movable altar <laughs> that I didn't know and the miracle and she said because of you and I said excuse me let me stop you I'm going to interrupt you it's not it has nothing to do with me I was just the vessel okay and I know you know that and I appreciate what you're going to say but it's not me it's God she said okay because of God Yes, ma'am. There you go. He said, uh, my life has totally changed because of what I saw. Folks, you are somebody's miracle, and you don't even know it. God wants to use... You guys don't really know me. That's right. 
God really wants to use everyone in this room in everyday situations. Amen. Amen, brother. And we've seen it in Walmart. I've seen it all kinds of places. And where God just, if we'll be his mouthpiece, watch what he's going to do. If you're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, he will use you to touch people who would never step foot in here. And that's what it's about. But I want to let you know, you're somebody's miracle. God wants to use you and will use you if you guys are just open and willing and by the spirit of fear has no place in our lives. Absolutely. 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 Be available. Yes, sir. I pray to be available. And he uses me in important situations. <laughs> what kind of situations? Right here. I want to tell you what Kay and I do when we go.
go out to a restaurant. We always pray over our food. This is what I say to a waiter or waitress. Uh, we always pray over our food, and while we're praying for our food, is there anything we can pray for you about? And it's been amazing. That is a non-threatening way of evangelism. And we have seen miracles happen at the table. And I just want to encourage you. Just, you should never be embarrassed to pray over your food anywhere. And we shared it with Jim and Margie. Um, and so we, they do it and we do it when we're together. And we have seen some miraculous things around a table in a restaurant. Amen. And just to let God that you be available to use you in, in just everyday situations. And even more so now that we see this day is approaching. Amen. God wants to use us. Thank you, sir. Amen. <coughs> yes, Wendy. Traveling through Atlanta working on different jobs, and then somebody said, You the lady that everybody's been talking about. I said, What? I said, The only thing I do is share God's word. Sure. Tell them God's word. Tell them the love that He has. Yeah, you're going to go through ups and downs. Yes, I'm saved, and, I'll, and I am a child of God, but I will fall, and you will fall. But the only thing you have to do is repent. Just to get off and get back on the same And I shut it What I keep hearing is everybody's individual walk, how the Lord uses them supernaturally according to your individual relationship and closeness and availability to God. And I just wanted to share a year ago, I have uh, I documented two dreams that I had that I really um, had no clear interpretation or understanding of. I sent them off and 
you know, there's people that interpret them, but the Holy Spirit is the interpreter, the final say-so mm -hmm. for me. So I've documented the dreams. And just in the last two weeks, I have gained not only knowledge and an interpretation, but they've come to pass. And they've been revelation knowledge for me in healing. Mm -hmm. And there's been uh, words of knowledge that was supernaturally for me in the dreams that helped me walk through a series of situations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's your personal relationship mm -hmm. and how he talks to you and shows you mm -hmm. things of people to minister to. And sometimes it's to yourself and sometimes it's for other people. And sometimes he may have already shown you things that are coming in the future. Mm -hmm. It's just really important to listen Stay close. Amen. Amen. Let's have everybody stand to your feet, if you would, please. Where you go? This is what we want to do. Uh, I want everybody that you've, you've been suffering, you've been going through some type of a physical problem. You don't have to tell us what it is or anything else. I just want you to lift your hand. Now, I want everybody that's around the table, this with them, I want you to lay hands. I want you to lay hands on those that have their hand lifted up. Keep your hands lifted up so everybody... We're going to believe right now. The Bible says now, if any two of us will agree as touching anything that we ask, we're going to touch them as a point of contact and transmission of faith in the ability of the Word of God. Jesus Himself was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was placed upon Him. And with His stripes, you are healed. You may not physically feel like it. Your body may not say that it is and everything else. There may be there. You can even go to a doctor and they may find a sign or something that doesn't change what the word says. We're agreeing together. We're believing for supernatural intervention. We don't need a one of you sick, me or anybody else. We don't need any of us sick. So let's agree together. Amen. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we stand upon your word that declares that by the stripes of Jesus, these that have their hands lifted to heaven, that whatever their problem has been, we thank you, Lord, that it is being straightened out right now. We command every form of sickness, every form of disease, every deformity, we command it in the name of Jesus to be removed permanently and their bodies restored back to normal operation and normal functions in Jesus' name. Lord, we declare that by the stripes of Jesus, we are the healed. And we believe that. We receive that. 
We count it done right now in Jesus' name. And we give you all of the praise. We give you all of the honor. And we give you all of the glory. And everybody that's in agreement, say amen. Amen. Amen And amen. Praise God. Now, we're going to say a prayer. We're going to be dismissed. Wait a minute. Oh, you're right. Now, now faith is. It is now. Amen. Praise God. Anyway, before we leave, need as many as can stay behind, help us clean up, break down tables, all that kind of stuff. There's extra food in here. Those of you who'd like to take some home with you, feel free to do so. Uh, amen. amen. Praise God. Thank you for being here. Uh, encourage others to come next time. Uh, we're going to believe the Lord to put us in the sanctuary. That means that we have to have a lot more people show up. Amen. For us to go into the sanctuary. But uh, we're going to start making some telephone calls and stuff. Others are going to help us making telephone calls uh, to those that have not been here before. Amen. Let's pray. We're going to be dismissed. Wait a minute. Uh, Kevin, for doing the cooking of the wonderful <laughs> meal we had. And then um, Bart did all the shopping for us. So we really appreciate God for each and every one of you. We love you dearly. Amen. Father, as we uh, bring this to a close, we thank you, Lord, for being with us. We thank you for going before us, preparing the way, doing the things that we need to do today, as well as, Lord, for blessing uh, the gifts, talents, and abilities that are within each of these uh, lives that are before us. And we thank you, Lord, for igniting them and causing them to soar to greater heights than they've ever been before. We're going to go to the maximum this year uh, and come to the highest point attainable. And we give you praise. We give you honor and glory. We dismiss now in your love and in your presence. Amen.